Speaking of bad decisions, I'm all out of episodes and I was supposed to record like six episodes yesterday and I just didn't leave my couch. The funny thing is this bad decisions concept has kind of been in my head for like 10 years, but I initially wanted to start like a food truck called Bad Decisions and just offer like little like takeaway pieces of food that's so fucking good and it ain't good for you. But that's why little pieces of bad decisions. So. Over the years, I have always kind of been known as the person who was known for her bad decisions. You know, when I got fired on New York Med, everybody knew me as that girl that got fired for posting on Instagram. And I, th that's what I try to teach people is that you can either be ashamed by all these things or you can choose to talk about them and kind of own that shit. And you can maybe enlighten some other people along the way. You know, we are always raised to be ashamed about our bad moments, to be ashamed about your weight, to be ashamed that you were in an abusive relationship, to be ashamed that you have a fucking criminal record and it takes you forever to get a fucking board license. You should be ashamed of all these things, but all those things are the only reason you and I are having this conversation. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the selfie show, you guys. We're going to hop right in to episode number two with Katie Duke. And let me tell you guys, this episode is loaded up with so much juiciness. I don't even know where to start. Okay. And before we hop in, I just want to give a big shout out to my whole entire selfie squad. First of all, I love you guys. Happy Mental Awareness Week. Uh, this is a really special week to me personally. You guys know here, it's not new news that my family, we have had some real significant mental health struggles in my family. Um, and I've opened up on two episodes with you guys. Uh, it was episode four where my brother opened up about his experiences with bipolar. It was actually our experiences with bipolar disorder. And then also we brought on the last house where he got sober and heard from this super modernized cutting edge sober homes in LA. Um, they were amazing and brought on a ton of resources for you guys. So if those are two episodes that you guys can use um, if you'd like to hear back about those. And we do deep dive on that one. We get really personal about our experiences as a family with mental health and this week just means a lot to me. And I know it does to Katie as well. You know, she's opened up on her platforms about her struggles with mental health. I've opened up more and more with you guys about things that I've go through. And I just think it's human. I think it's human. And we need to open up about this, especially, especially for those of us in the healthcare setting, because I think so many of us struggle and we don't really talk about it. And I think it, you know, we really do need to get to human level of really understanding one another and being able to recognize signs and being able to find resources for you guys. So I've also linked resources for you guys below. I know on my, I did a post this week where I listed, I want to say it was four resources for you. It was a crisis hotline, um, Thrive Treatment, The Last House. I know that this is something I, I want to give them a plug because if you are someone that is struggling or has someone in your family who is struggling and you're just looking for an answer or you're looking for um, a resource or you just don't even know where to start, reach out to The Last House. They, Chris Kirby, runs the hotline there. He's the one that answers every single phone call. And you guys, he is a wealth of knowledge. And it doesn't matter where you are in the country. It doesn't matter if it's for... Um, your sister, your brother, your niece, your nephew, anybody, like literally they will just, they will try to help you in some small way. So definitely reach out to the last house. I am linking them in the show notes as well. Um, another resource I want to give out a shout out. It's actually to one of our sponsors to better help. BetterHelp is the world's largest counseling service offered online. They offer individual couples and teen counseling. And you guys, it's something that I have been using and I absolutely love. If you guys are interested in using this as a resource, you can head over to betterhelp.com forward slash selfie. That's C-E-L-L-F-I-E to get 10% off your first month subscription. I highly recommend it, you guys. I have absolutely loved it. It's accessible. It's affordable. You can do it right from your phone. And I just want to give this as a wonderful resource and tool, especially for this particular week. Happy Mental Awareness Week, you guys. And without further ado, let's dive into this super juicy episode. Okay. 
Okay, so a big piece of what I love about you is this external piece of you that you've developed away from the hospital setting over the past however many years with Cherokee, your scrub line, this really creative side of you. I love it. And but I really I really want to back up. I want to go to the beginning of all this. How did you get hooked up with Cherokee? When did this all start? This ambassadorship program? I know you're an OG, so I want to hear the full story. So I had been on the TV show on ABC. Um, the first season had already aired and there was about 36 million viewers. And um, it really kind of was the catalyst to, you know, my social media presence period. I mean, that's the only reason I started it initially. Um, so in 2000 and 12, I believe, or 2013, 2013, um, someone from Scrubs Magazine in Cherokee um, reached out to me as a DM on Twitter. And they were like, we're looking for somebody to help us kind of revamp our website and maybe help us create like some, some videos or some articles that can resonate a little more, a little better with like our, our like, you know, like our nursing population. Um, and we were hoping maybe that you could do that because they had seen that I was doing like Twitter chats and little giveaways and um, that I was having a lot of dialogue on Twitter and that I was sharing a lot of things on like Instagram again, like, which was really like kind of like non-existent for the 10 people that were there. <laughs> but yeah. um, I was talking about sharing experiences and mentoring people and just sharing mm. what life was like. So that's how that reached out. Um, they said, you know, would you like to come out and meet our team and talk about some opportunities? And I flew out to LA and um, that night that I got out there, I met Debbie Singer, who is the, um, the, the, she's basically like the fucking head bitch in charge over there. But the company that owns Cherokee Uniforms and Scrubs Magazine, um, they're called Charismatic Brands, and they have a lot of different brands under their name. So when I met her, she's like, you know, I'm the, she's like, I'm the, you know, digital media brand director here at this company. And you know, just tell me a little bit about yourself. And within an hour, like we were already like pouring ideas into each other's head about how many more things we could do together than just me help them make videos and write articles. And Debbie really saw my vision of just, it could be so much more than this. So like, why don't we take a risk and just do some new shit? And um, she spoke that language. And so I signed my very first contract with them um, to be sort of like a consultant um, and to basically be like an exclusive person for their brand. And I started doing scrub giveaways on Twitter in 2013. And it would basically just be like little Q&A things. People would show up to the Q&A, use the hashtag. Um, and then I would start getting booked for little events here and there and I started doing speaking events in 2014 and so Cherokee would send a bunch of gift bags and they would send things for me to give out to the nurses or the students and like it was nice because no one had ever really like given anyone in our profession any cool stuff you know that's only for like athletes and celebrities and all that shit and um but Cherokee was very open to all of my ideas which I think was you know the best first impression that I had had and so over the course of a few years you know, we really grew everything that we were doing, but it was in like 2000 and like, it was in like 2016, 2000, maybe 2015, where I was like, you know, what would be neat is if we had, you know, like, is if like we start just doing like content based around the brand and like my platform. And that was kind of where we came up with the idea for like the brand ambassadors. Um, and so that was where that all of that initiated. And then as far as my scrub collection, I had actually pitched the scrub collection to them in 2015. And um, I drew up this whole pitch and did all this research and put a whole presentation together and sat down with their VP of merchandising and everything. And they were like, we love this idea. We think this is great. And we really love what you're doing, but mm, it's just not the right time. And I was like, Oh my God. I was so fucking upset. And I was like, so 
I was like so distraught because I was like, no, this is totally going to work out. And they told me no. And they said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep building. And when it's the right time, it'll happen. And they continued to, you know, we continued to work together and we continued to develop new ideas together and really, you know, um, support our messages, which are very much aligned. And um, then again, in 2017, I came back and I pitched it to them again. And they were like, okay, well, this bitch is clearly not giving up. And from the course of 2015 to 2017, I had really tried to grow my platform and grow my engagement and my audience, but also just have a little more like street credit out in the nursing world, professional world. So I was more present, you know, speaking at academic seminars and academic conferences. I had multiple articles that I had been published um, in both academic journals and, you know, across blogs and things. Um, I started to work with other brands, you know, like doing other different campaigns. And, um, you know, so I really was trying to show like, I'm not going anywhere. So in 2017, they were like, all right, we'll give this a shot. We've never done this. In fact, no one in our industry has ever done this before. And it's a big fucking risk. And I was like, well, fashion does it every day. Fashion does it every single day. And they had already been doing it for like one to two years at that point. And we're already behind. And I'm like, why can't we do it with like medical apparel fashion? And so that was really the whole basis behind it. So what I love about this and what I love about this dialogue is I think we're in this age where everyone expects to go viral, right? It's like you expect to have this overnight. This one thing that yes. gives them overnight or mm -hmm. like instant. And it's funny because what you're telling me is you really became, in my humble, in my humble opinion, the Michael Jordan of Cherokee. You put in the time. You're putting in the work. You're putting in the true craft of your skill and you're taking time to do all these things or time to get to know people the growth yes the growth and the constant like the the perseverance and when we launched so when we so it took two years to first even develop the first launch it takes two years for us to develop any collection so the collection that's going to launch october 6 we actually have been developing for 18 to 24 months and people think that People think that stuff just happens overnight. People get frustrated when they're like, oh my God, I only have 10,000 followers. I've been doing this for a year. And I'm like, shut the yes. fuck up. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I have never once gone viral. I have never once, you know, and I respect that in you. I see it in you where you are grinding and I see all the projects you're doing. You're developing these workshops. You're speaking at engagements. You're branding yourself. And I have mad respect for that. I just, that's where I come from. And I feel like you're in this area of healthcare where it's needed. We need leaders like you. We need the women like you in that space. We need, we, need, more people. we need more people out there doing it because it's so prevalent in every other like look at like the fashion industry yeah and like i'm sorry but people in our community in our industry need much more motivation than fucking fashion bloggers like come on you know so when people when when we released the first collection it was august 1st 2019 and i was so terrified because we had kept it a big secret and i was so terrified i'm like no one's going to buy these. No one is going to like this. People are going to be haters. Like mm -hmm. bitches are going to be mad. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Like I was terrified. And also like, this is my name going on this thing, but also like I'm working with w the largest medical apparel manufacturer in the world. Don't let them down because they're investing a lot of money and time and, and manpower into this. Like, what if no one fucking buys this shit then? They have wasted millions of dollars. And that is a lot of pressure. And so, you know, I just tried to kind of remind myself, like, you know, you've been working on this for a long time. You've always kept things real with your audience. You've earned the trust of the people that follow you. And, you know, at the end of the day, not everything is going to be a sellout situation, right. but it takes time to build. And... It's just the kind of thing that when we finally did launch it, people were really excited and it was the first of its kind, which was also very exciting in and of itself. But people were like, oh my God, that's so cool. Can you introduce me? I would love to have my own scrubs. And I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck have you done? Do you deserve to have your own fucking, first of all, what have you done 
for our profession. What have you done to establish yourself? You know, what have, what work have you put in? Have you paid dues? And that's a very real thing. And a lot of people might call me a bitch for saying that, but like, you cannot just like come up in this shit overnight. There are many people that go viral on TikTok and next thing you know, they're living in the fucking TikTok house in fucking Los Angeles and they got a million dollars and they got a fucking Lambo outside and they're made it and they're fucking 19. That is not our industry and things like that. I don't know about you, but I would much prefer to be a Michael Jordan and put in all the work, all the hours, all the studying and have this staying power from a brand sense than be an overnight person. And I agree with you on this. I just... I'm a big believer in putting in your yep. time and, and earning your stripes. Yeah. And that's how it is in medicine. You really have to humble yourself, take your time, strategize, be authentic to who you are yeah. here in this space. And in the healthcare world, you also you need to humble yourself, you know, get on the get on the unit, get your hands dirty, take your time. Get comfortable, get a routine down, get some experience. But the problem is, is that we constantly have so many like poor examples of success online and on social media, especially. And those poor examples of success, all you see is that like instant come up and um, or you just see them coming up in a completely different way, you know, that might not be realistic to you. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I opened up an OnlyFans <laughs> right now, I could be fucking yes. paid. I have been thinking about this. You know, we all contemplate it. I would lose all I like I would lose all my brand contracts because I'm violating the morality clause. <laughs> oh, sorry. Didn't realize I could, you know, sell porn videos out of my bedroom. I'm contemplating going down this route. I mean, clog fetish, you guys. I don't know. I'm here for that. But the thing is, is that I, I tell people this a lot. I um, Nicole Thomas and I host a workshop um, twice a year called the Concept to Creation Workshop, which because of COVID, we're actually getting ready to launch a digital version of that, which will be good. But I tell people during these workshops, because they all are like, oh my God, I just feel like I'm never going to get to that level. I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to get there. And I'm like, well, do you know that I was sitting in your exact position six years ago and I'm the one teaching you now. And I'm the one telling you now that like, I just signed a 10 year licensing deal for scrubs. And I'm telling you that I have a top rated podcast and I'm telling you that I have, you know, a six month campaign for such and such brand that's paying me $25,000. Like you have to understand that you have to be patient and you have to have perseverance. If you do not have both of those things, you will never make it and you'll be exactly where you're at. Right. And no one handed that to you. You hustled. And I love that. I respect it. And going through the journey currently for me, obviously, I'm on a much smaller scale than you are. But I see that. And you have to push through the hard moments where someone's going to tell you no, you're going to have rejection, whether that's at the bedside, whether that's coming into social media, you're going to have to push through the nose. It's not all easy. It's not all pretty. You're going to it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of thought process. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of all of these things. And I see it in you, Katie, and I love it and I respect it. And I think that I like that old school, new school kind of vibes. Well, that's the thing. And honestly, like, if you don't know how to push through the nose, and I don't mean nose like on your face, I mean like nose, like yes and no. If you don't know how to push through the nose that people are going to give you along the way, and you just kind of like give up, fold your cards and be like, okay, I'm cool. This isn't really for me. Well, then it's not for you. And that's fine. Talk to me a little bit about your scrub line. I want to go through that. I want to go through everything. What was your design? Like, what was your thought process? What was your inspiration on this? So we have, we have, um, we have, we have a new top and bottom that's coming out October 6th in like eight different colors. Um, it's appropriate for people who have to wear certain colors to work. Um, it's an all size inclusive, like petite, regular, tall, extra, extra small to three XL. Um, also very affordable, unlike some other brands that shall not be named. Um, we're not going to go there. Let, we're let me not get that. petty. <laughs> let me not get petty and unprofessional yet. But when I, so when we were working on that, that was like, when we were working on the initial collection, the, the main things that I wanted to have was that I wanted it to be something that no matter what your size or your shape or where you worked, like in the world of nursing, that you would feel comfortable and that you would also feel like flattered and um, that you would feel like empowered while you're wearing this stuff. And so I, you know, handpicked where all the pockets need to go. 
and I wanted to put, you know, my trademark slogan, empowered women, empower women on the drawstring. And we wanted them to be at a certain price point. And we wanted to launch it with a campaign of like real life nurses, not just all influencers. And we wanted to really share stories about just different rites of passages along your career as a nurse and a nurse practitioner. Um, and the main thing for me was that like, you didn't have to be five, nine and a size two to look good or feel good in these, because that was always a struggle that I had with a lot of different brands. And I never saw anybody that like had my shape or my size, uh, you know, when I would go online and I'm like, I don't know if I can wear this or that. And, you know, um, so we wanted a fabric that was really flexible and we wanted something that was comfortable and, um, you know, just being able to be like, I sat down, you know, with them throughout the whole entire process, you know, and from design to fabric sourcing to just to everything, you know, that was a very unique opportunity and something that I think also makes it, you know, a little more resonating with people who are wearing it out there because they're like, oh my God, where this pocket is, it's it's amazing because it's right where I always wanted it. Yeah. And I'll tell you this girl, I've seen your line on the floors oh, and it is you. a slick looking I line. It. I love it. It looks awesome. And a big piece of this for you, obviously, was marketing this through social media. And it's funny because for me in this space, I started back in 2018 after yeah. my shoot with All Heart. And of course, Cherokee Scrubs was there. And this is where I met Guyana. I met the trauma guy, all of these people who are already in the space. And but it was interesting because this is a taboo topic. This is a taboo topic for us in healthcare to be in social media. Can you speak to this a little bit? Like, how do you feel about it? It's always negatively affected my professional life at work because there are and have always been very jealous catty women and directors who I have worked for who are either jealous because of my influence or my reach or my platform or the income that I make or that they think that I make, um, or they just kind of wish that they were doing it themselves and they never had the balls to do the shit themselves. Um, it has affected my outside of like my daily clock in time life. Fabulous. You know, there, I have made so many um, really phenomenal relationships personally and professionally I have worked on some really amazing campaigns. And honestly, I feel like I get so much more satisfaction from like, you know, working with our little online community than I do honestly, even going and take care of my, taking care of my patients every day. I feel like I can positively affect more people if I'm mentoring a hundred thousand nurses or the 2000 people that like my posts each night you know, and helping them become a little more confident or a little more transparent or a little more comfortable or teaching them something, you know, I get so much more um, satisfaction from that, honestly. So it's affected, you know, that aspect of my life in a really good way. Um, it's unfortunate that we work in such like a catty bitchy profession where um, I wish I had an explanation for that, but I don't. And I think at the end of the day, it's like the more successful things keep getting. And like after I was on the Emmys, you know, when I came back to work after the Emmys um, appearance, I was really nervous. See, to go back I to hate that for you. I had to work like, like, like the day after that. And yeah. I was so nervous because I was like, who's going to fuck with me at work because of this? And that's a very real feeling. Who's going to fuck with me at work? Who's going to be jealous? Who's going to be like you know, oh my God, you know, who does she think she is? And there's personalities like that everywhere and you can never get rid of them. You can only change how you let them affect you and, you know, where you go from there. You cannot change other people and how they treat you. And yeah, um, and I will say this, it does change the dynamics a little bit. And obviously for me, I'm in a smaller space than you are, but I feel like now it's like I can't have an off day at work. It's a weird feeling because now I'm getting to the point where people will realize, you know, where I work and, and then they're like, Oh, hey, there's Tori. Yep, and you then can it's never like, make any mistakes. <sighs> and not, I mean, again, you already like can't make mistakes. But now you can't like, if I, if I don't get my notes in by a certain time, like, it's like, Oh, maybe you're distracted by all the stuff that you do outside of work. When meanwhile, if you guys notice when I'm at work, I don't post anything. 
I don't post anything from my job. I, I, I might take a picture of my shoes and my coffee at the beginning of my shift or if I, you know, grab lunch around 3 p.m. I don't post anything at work. I don't take pictures at work. I don't do anything because the amount of scrutiny and judgment and problems I would have from that has cost me my jobs previously. And it has costed me my peace of mind. And you, once you step out into a very catty professional world, which unfortunately that's what nursing is, once you step out there as a public figure and have a platform, you're going to have people that just don't like to see you do well. And it's because of their own insecurities and their own lack of hustle. You know, it's not because they don't like what you're doing, but there are people out there who will really fuck with you at work. And I get that a lot. And it's hard because I'm a really good nurse practitioner. I'm good at what I do. I'm confident and I'm competent. And so I keep them as separate as I can. But like when I moved back to New York this past June, because I, I moved to DC last October for six months because I was supposed to be getting engaged to my boyfriend of almost four years. He dumped me in the middle of the pandemic and then I had nowhere to go and I was homeless and I drove back to New York City and lived at the Sheraton Hotel and did a disaster contract, got COVID. Anyway, so when I officially got all my shit moved back here and I got cleared to go back to work, I had to start all over at a new job because the job that I left when I moved to DC was no longer um, hiring because they were on a hiring freeze and my position wasn't available. And then I also found out that my old director there thought that I was an unprofessional presence on social media and she yeah, didn't like see, me. That's so frustrating. And that really fucks with me. It really fucks with me. Like you would think I was like out there being like nurse fucking ratchet. Like I don't have a meme page. I don't. And again, I'm not saying memes are unprofessional, but like you're talking about real life things. Meme. There are like like there are memes that can push it from like a if you were reading it as like a hospital director, you know. But like when I heard that, and I was like, what? What the fuck? I how is it that I'm giving the keynote at the AANP conference this year, but my director? of the NPs thinks that I am an unprofessional presence. And like, it's just so like it has, it has always been an issue. And I'm telling you, there will come a point in time where I cannot work full time in the hospital, because something is going to get sacrificed. And you know what, I don't want to sacrifice my side hustle. I don't want to sacrifice what brings me much more joy, much more, much more peace you, of mind, much less stress, much better fucking money. <laughs> I make so much better yeah. money doing all of this other stuff than I do at the hospital, you know, but I also need like benefits and a retirement and a pension and all those things, you know, but there's going to come a point in time where, and I look forward to this day where I am going to say, so I'm going to actually only be part-time or per diem. And, um, eventually one day where I don't need the hospital anymore because the more you grow on social media or, on a platform like this, or even in the media period, the more scrutiny and double standards you'll get at work. Because trust me, if I was a man and I was a doctor, like all the, yeah, again, same. not dissing any of them because mm -hmm. I'm friends with these guys, but like, you know, our, our, the, the docs in our, you know, in our like online community, you know, who are posting while they're at work, you know, doing procedures and stuff and dancing down the hallways. Yeah. And we love them and we love them. And it is a bit of a, a double standard. We love you know? them, but they don't, but they will never, ever get shit from anybody. No. They and they don't. Will. And they, they're loved right. by their hospitals. The fucking hospitals retweet them. And I will say this too. I've had this question quite a bit. People asking, should I say where I work? and never 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 unless your hospital is paying you to say where you work and you have a contract that states that you are like affiliated or somehow supported by the hospital yes and then that's a different story and even then i still would not encourage any anybody to do it okay so i follow you in the way that i see what you're doing i like how you keep it away from the hospital and you're really strategic about that and i think it's very smart and it's interesting because with nikki blogging i have gotten very oh, careful yeah. about what i say Everybody i don't has. talk about diagnosis yeah. anymore I, I try and kind of do things in the way of explaining things that I'm doing or dynamics versus actual tangible NICU things because yeah. I see a lot of these newbie 
bloggers coming up and doing a lot of things that actually would really make me nervous, like reposting even a picture from Google. It's like, although you may not be directly violating HIPAA, you still didn't ask permission to use that picture. And if someone catches you who owns that picture, or let's say it's a parent who put it up and, and God forbid, a parent sees that and they're like, you're blasting my child on, on your platform. And you didn't ask for me to even, it's just, it goes down a crazy rabbit hole. And I get it. We are in this crazy, weird time in the medical field of blogging. And it's kind of the wild west out there right now. I will say this, but something I wanted to kind of plug really quickly to all of you guys, since, since Katie and I are talking about this right now, I actually have someone who I want to bring on to, um, onto the show, who's going to help talk about this directly because there's, it is kind of the wild west out there. And as far as like being a medical medical quote unquote influencer or content creator, you know, it's kind of a fine line. And you know, how do you navigate all this? So I actually have someone I want to bring on here on the show. And I'm really excited about that because she can kind of help. She's going to help me navigate it with you guys. And I want to give that a quick plug because I do think it's actually really important to kind of like get into these dynamics and to talk about it and to be smart about what we're doing here in this space. I think it's really important to be here and to be present and to have a to, you know, have a presence in social media, because that's where everyone is. And I think education is essential. I think getting out there is essential. I think if you're passionate, and you're creative, and there's like, there's definitely room for it. But I do think there's certain things that you kind of have to be a little more cognizant of because we're medical bloggers. Sorry, I had to go on a tangent there for a second. So anyway, well, it, it's hard because like my my posts and my pictures where I'm literally like at work, I still have tons of old pictures I've taken over the years yeah, and I'll, same. I'll use them or I'll something. Still use mine. Those are my highest engaging pictures, you know, and yeah, always, and that's what people want to see. They want to see me physically at the fucking nurse's station in my lab coat and my scrubs. And I'm like, I can't, I can't give that to you guys. Yes, I know. You know, And so I will, you know, hire a photographer and I go and I, I take, you know, like professional photos or I will, you know, have a friend take a picture of me on a day off and, I'm in my scrubs and stuff, you know, but I ain't at the fucking hospital. And and you know what's ironic about this is I think people think that's more bougie or I don't know. I do the same thing. I hire a freelance photographer who I love, but I think people see that as more bougie, but I sometimes feel like that's a better way to go because it saves your career ultimately. You know, you can get in trouble for posting something in the hospital and I think it just protects you a little bit better. Yeah. It's 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 smarter, it's more strategic long term. I tell people all because I've learned the lesson the hard way. Um, you know, it's one thing for you to take like pictures in your break room or something, or maybe like outside the hospital. Yeah, and but you can get creative with no it. No one should be taking pictures inside a patient care area. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be taking pictures inside the hospital, period. And again, I have learned this the hard way. And nobody likes to hear that because everybody loves those pictures because they're the most engaging. But, um, that is always going to give a hospital or a director a reason of something to have and it's frustrating and i can't afford i can't afford to have somebody have something against me and i hope one day that our directors and everyone can get with it and get with the times to figure out a way to really picture what we do because really people want to see what we do they want to know what it's like to work in a NICU and they want to see the isolate they want to see the ventilator they want to see the monitor those little teeny tiny gadgets they totally want to see it but you should not give that to them at the risk of your own career. As somebody who has literally been fired for posting an insensitive picture on Instagram, which was literally an empty trauma room, which is literally photos that go viral every fucking day now that are posted across people's pages all over the place. I lost my job for that. And, you know, again, I haven't posted anything like that ever since then. And I really, um, again, the only pictures if I take at work, I'm either headed, I'm either on my way in there or I'm on my way out of there or, you know, I'm like going across the street to get a coffee or something. Like I just, you know, I'll, I'll take the loss of engagement over the loss of my job or over having, you know, the hospital or my director have a reason to say, oh, look, well, we can see where your mind is at while you're at work since you're really, you know, only focused about taking pictures in the hallway or 
posting on social media because trust me, someone will come back and that will be the fucking problem one day. I know. And you, you just got to be smart about it. But speaking of which, speaking of bad decisions, here we go. Let's talk about your <laughs> podcast, girl. Speaking of bad decisions. Bad decisions. Speaking of bad decisions, <laughs> I'm all out of episodes and I was supposed to record like six episodes yesterday and I just didn't leave my couch. Girl, okay, here's the thing. I want to talk about this because I, I'm i starting in that space too where it, I need a minute and I'm exhausted and this is a lot of work and it's it's a lot of energy to do it takes a lot it does it takes yeah. it all out of you it does you have to think you have to talk you have to like be engaging and um normally what I do is I fly to Nashville every other month and I record like eight weeks of episodes at a time and I'm there in the studio with my team and it's like fun but now I'm like here I am in my living room by myself <laughs> this is uh yeah I'm not feeling very creative, not feeling very talkative. And so I have no episodes left. And my four producers are like, where are the fucking episodes? And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. <laughs> I love it. I know. It's exhausting. It can, it can be really tiring and draining overall. It's a grind. But but I want to hear about it. I want to hear about the start of it. And you just hit all the hot topics. I love your branding. Just everything about it. Like, I'm literally obsessed with it. So, like, let's you. go there. Like, how did this all start? Because I'm obsessed with it. The funny thing is this bad decisions concept has kind of been in my head for, like, 10 years. Um, but I initially wanted to start like a food truck called bad decisions. Oh my God. No way. (laughs) Exactly. But I just wanted to offer like little, like takeaway pieces of food. That's so fucking good. And it ain't good for you, but that's why little pieces of bad decisions. decisions. So over the years, I have always kind of been known as the person who was known for her bad decisions. You know, when I got fired on New York med, everybody knew me as that girl that got fired for posting on Instagram. You know, all the fucking bloggers jumped on me and started writing all these fucking trashy blogs about me and nobody tried to call me and ever get my side of the story. And yes, I'm calling out you, the nerdy nurse. Um, and oh, the thing drop. is, like, <laughs> there you go. Go, girl. We're keeping it fucking real. We are. But yes. there were so many, like, bad posts about me on allnurses.com and so many really poor things written about me. And it was interesting because I would sit back and read these things every night and I was so hurt because not one person ever tried to reach out to me and be like, hey, I I saw this shit on TV. Like, what happened? What's the real deal? Or I read this something and, and you know, like, what's going on? And I was like, people, people don't care what your side of the story is. Um, so as someone who has always been like the black sheep in my family, I have always been the one to get in trouble. I've always been the one to just really like stir the pot and be like, of course, of course, that's you. Um, I've fucking been locked up. I've been in fights. I've been, I've just, I've had a lot. I'm very seasoned, but the whole bad decisions podcast basically came from me wanting to just put all that shit out there. Cause no one can use anything against you if you've already talked about it. Yeah, that's very true. Why do you think, why do you think, you know, celebrities end up coming out and admitting, you know, their affairs or their bad business deals before the tabloids do? Because once they've admitted it, the tabloids can't sell their story for millions of dollars. Yeah, you own um, shit. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a little therapeutic for me to like talk about the skeletons in my closet and all the bad decisions, but... I hope it's therapeutic for other people. Yeah, no, I know it is for me. I mean, I listened to your episodes and things have resonated really deeply with me. And, you know, I've listened to your episodes multiple times, a lot of them, like embarrassingly, like I've listened to probably <laughs> almost all of your episodes twice. But it's interesting because it's helped me to even open up about the things that I struggle with. I mean, I struggle with some pretty heavy things skeletons in my closet too but it's nice to be able to feel like okay katie is doing this and you've been a big leader in that way for me personally so you know i want to say thank you for that but it it does it gives me confidence to even be like to talk about my story even not to mention the fact that you are driving your own narrative and you're owning your story and i just love that and no one controls it but you and i think that's great i think it's amazing that's what i try to teach people is that you know, you can, you can either be ashamed by all these things, or you can choose to talk about them and kind of own that shit. And you can maybe enlighten some other people along the way, but then no one can use it against you. 
And, um, you know, we are always raised to be ashamed about our bad moments, to be ashamed about your weight, to be ashamed that you were in an abusive relationship, to be ashamed that you have a fucking criminal record and it takes you forever to get a fucking board license. Um, you know, that you should be ashamed <laughs> yeah, yeah. of all these things, but all those things are the only reason you and I are having this conversation. 100%. And perspective for all of you guys listening, Katie hit top 25 in philosophy. Yep. Yeah. It's the society and culture philosophy category, which is I'm gonna tell you guys as a as a fellow podcaster, that is fucking huge. It is. Here's the thing. The reality is there's I don't know how many there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. It's insane. I want to say it's something like I don't I, I actually don't even know how many but there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I just have mad respect for you. I was so thrilled for you. I mean, this is so exciting. And you're a leader in this space. And I love that, first of all. But it's a huge moment for you. And it's a huge moment for nurses. And I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for leading in this space. And you're so open. You're so raw. And all of you guys, go listen to her podcast if you haven't already. It's ah, phenomenal. I hope, listen, I hope, I hope people listen. Um, you know, like, I, I hope that people... I hope that people kind of understand, you know, that you don't have to be one of those, like, you don't have to be one of those people that, you know, is done with grad school by the time you're 22 and you're married with kids in a house by 30 and you have a good relationship with this and you're happy at work and you this and that. Like, there, there's so many things that society loves to tell us that we should and should not be. And um, I've noticed that over time, it has really been like a driving force in me talking about the things that I have, you know, kind of went through in life and, you know, really just why I make the decisions I make and why I have um, shared the stories that I, that I, that I have shared. And, um, you know, it's really interesting how things work out when you just kind of own your story and be super transparent with people, it actually is a lot more popular than you just being a fake fucking <laughs> I <love bitch>. that. <laughs> okay, so I have some rapid fire questions for you. One word only, one sentence only, okay? Oh, God. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Last meal, what is it? Shake Shack. Oh, favorite cocktail? I don't really drink. I guess my favorite cocktail... It would be um, Anejo tequila with um, bitters, ginger beer, and a lime. Oh, yum. Yes, please. That sounds really fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely really fucking good. But, like, I've probably had one of those in the last, like, three years. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Good. I'm really lame, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Super lame. Favorite place you've traveled? Favorite place I've traveled? Yes. That's hard. Um, I know. Okay, maybe top three. Top three. Okay. Internationally, I would say um, I really liked I liked Hong Kong. I just wish I could have spent more time there. Okay. You've been so many places. Fuck, it's hard I to choose. I, I don't. Yeah. Fuck. I don't fucking know. That's ba that's bad. I loved Greece. Um, I'm going to a bunch of places next year. I've always wanted to go to. Mm. So I'll answer that in a year. Okay, we'll do. But a domestically. Domestically, I um, I love um, like Colorado and Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and um, I'm like a oh, big. I've never been like, there. I really want to go Kevin there. Kevin Country, you know, kind of mm -hmm. kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three things every NP needs to carry on them. Three things every NP needs to carry on them. Um, obviously, your cell phone with the app up to date, downloaded on it. And I tell everybody that you need to have the up-to-date app for two reasons. One, you need to know how to make proper medical decision-making that is evidence-based in real time. And the update app and the up-to-date app is updated in real time. But secondly, you accumulate CMEs every time you use the app. I cashed out 186 hours of CME time last year uh, when I did my like certification renewal for my boards. So that's the first thing that needs to be in your pocket. Um, Second thing that needs to be in your pocket is a fucking stethoscope. And I know that sounds stupid and obvious, but can I tell you how many people just don't carry yeah, their stethoscope? I know. It's weird. Why? Again, Why? unless you work in Durham. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Unless you work in dirt. Have your damn like, stethoscope. At some point in time, you should listen to something <laughs> in your career. But there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, I'll just use the isolation one. Then that one's a piece of shit. And it's, stu- it's stupid that I like even have to like tell people this. But um, anyway, the other thing that I would say is I would, in your pocket, you should have some kind of a snack. Oh, that's a good one. Like a yeah. fucking beef jerky stick or a fucking okay. muffin. Keep your day going, you know? I like that. Okay, top three skincare lines that you live. <gasps> LexRx, obviously. You've talked to me about my, that one. Yeah, my, yeah, yep, yeah. my number one favorite, LexRx. It's a female nurse practitioner-owned medical-grade skincare brand. Um, and then second one, I love Drunk Elephant. And then my third one would probably be a tie between... Um, well, Curology only makes one product, so like it's hard for me to put that in there. But it would be a tie between Laneige and um, Dr. Laura Devkin stuff. But those are the things in my cabinet. Okay, I love that. Dream podcast guest Al Pacino. <laughs> oh my god, love that! I think there's a new Netflix or HBO on him, but all right. Okay, favorite cuss word. Fuck. Best restaurant in New York. Oh, I'll give you. Okay, just give me two or three. Here's what you're going to get. The best place to get a burger in New York is at Porter House in the Time Warner building. And you have to go to the bar and get the bar burger. It's a secret off the menu item. Don't go to the main dining room and get the burger on the regular menu. Okay. The best um, family meal in New York is at a place called Carmine's. And you have to get the rigatoni with the vodka sauce. <laughs> Let me say it like this. You got to get the rigatoni with the, with the vodka sauce. <laughs> with the vodka sauce. And then you get the chicken scarapiella. Okay. It. And then the best steak in all of New York City is also at Porterhouse. And it's the cowboy ribeye with the fucking, like, it has the most amazing flavor. I, I could literally eat the bone if I have proper teeth. Love that. Um, so that's the best steak. That's the best burger. That's the best, like, family-style meal. Um, and then, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Those, those are those are my top few. Love it. Oh, and you got to go to Katz's for a fucking pastrami sandwich. Oh, yeah. Katz's is great. That's where Jacob and I actually, that was our first meal after we got engaged. We got engaged on the Brooklyn Bridge. Fun fact. Okay. Um, favorite dessert. What do you, oh, it, yeah, let's go there. What, favorite dessert situation. So I'm kind of biased because like Magnolia Bakery, you have to go and try the hummingbird cake at least one point in time in your life. And it's phenomenal, but it's super sweet. Um, and then I'm like a savory dessert kind of girl. And there is a, um, there's a restaurant down in the West Village and, um, fuck if I can remember the fucking name, but it has this bread pudding that makes you want to like slap your mom. Oh my God. So good. I love you. What's your biggest flex? My biggest flex? Probably my sneaker collection in my Porsche. Oh yeah. That thing. You, your Porsche is sick, girl. Oh my God. It's a basic bitch Porsche, but it's mine. It's yours. Um, it's all yours. No, I, okay. So that's like personal life, biggest flex and my, my, my apartment, like personal life, biggest flex. Like I have a sick, beautiful floor to ceiling window, like upper West side apartment, two blocks from central park. Oh yeah. I pay that's a amazing. shit ton of money, but it's beautiful. Worth it, girl. Um, it has life a is short. It's amazing. I got a dope sneaker collection. I don't have anything Gucci. I got no fucking Tory Burch. I got no that's Prada. Fine. I have none of that, but I have <laughs> mad sneakers. And then I got a fucking Porsche, but my professional life biggest flex, I would say, you know, just the fact that I went to an Ivy League university and a bitch got her own scrub. Yeah, collection. girl. Oh, yes. What? I let Mike drop. I love it. Okay, last one. What's your life motto? Oh, Jesus. Yes, I know. Putting you on the spot here. My life motto. All right. I can't just answer these in one. <laughs> My first Sorry. life motto would be never use margarine, only use butter. Oh, okay. Fully leaded, please. And that honestly can be translated into like a lot of different things. You know, um, yeah, don't half-ass fun. things. Don't take the easy way out. Sometimes you just got to kind of go all in. And then I would say my other more professional life motto would be that you can either determine your path or you can let somebody else tell you where you're going. Mm, that's a good one. Lead your life. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
and fuck these bitches that are haters. <laughs> fuck them. You these don't need bitches. everyone's approval. And I, as a cancer, I, as a cancer, have very hard time with that because I want people to love me and I want people's approval and I want everybody I'm to like what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser. But I have been learning over the year that you just got to be like, yo, fuck these people. You're either with, you're either with it or you're not. And if you're not, you got to be okay with it. I know. And you can't please everybody. Yeah, you just you can't. Nope, you can't. Well, and I want to I want to tell you this too, Katie, because this is like like real tea here. Okay, you have come up unsolicited on this podcast several times. And I want to tell you this because it's really important, I think, for you to hear this. You should know this. Don't hype me up, girl. Stop. Reason I'm saying this is because you are setting the standard for us here in social media. As far as engagement, you're creating this community, you're being a role model. And I really mad respect that and I think do you have any messages for any upcoming providers or any upcoming nurses or NPs or a little nugget you could leave with them before we head out I would say from like a professional nugget that I could leave with you would be to give yourself time to adjust to any new environment um and it's okay to feel brand new um but you, ha- you have to like be patient with yourself um and you also have to learn that you're not going to be like besties with everybody at work and you, and and you have to be okay with that, you know? Um, and as far as like a personal life nugget, I would say own your bad decisions and make them part of your story. I like that. That's a good one. It's the only reason we're here. You would have no fucking clue who I am if I hadn't made a bunch of bad decisions and gotten <laughs> Ashley Graham's attention, taking that fucking picture. There you picture, go, girl. And then it makes it gets good podcast ratings. There you go. These bad decisions. Then like randomly been, you know, on on the fucking on on the fucking. Who would have thought you could capitalize on your bad decisions, right? Here you go. You got your own podcast. You're making it. You're doing it. And I think people can relate to it. I think that at the end of the day, like I wish I could just put like full time into it because it really just brings me, um, it brings me like so much joy, honestly. Um, and I feel like it benefits more people. Yeah, it's interesting. It does. You know? Your reach your reach is huge. And I know, I mean, I, yeah. I see. It's more than just me going and taking care of like seven, eight patients, you know, um, you know, at the, you know, at the hospital, right. which is like cool and everything. But like, again, like I can influence or positively mentor or, or empower or enlighten like so many more people people like in doing something like the podcast you know is there anything coming up that you want to spill the tea on here with us that you want to tell the audience about that they should be looking out for any projects or anything you've been doing um okay so you can check out the new joggers and the new scrub top that i have with um cherokee uniforms it's going to be online and in stores Um, You can also shop my merchandise line that I have now. I have everything from like hoodies and sweatshirts and um, grocery shopping totes and candles that make really good gifts for like people in healthcare. Um, That's at baddecisions.com slash shop. And you can also travel with me in 2021. I still have a few. Yeah, we've talked about this. Actually, bitch, you need to book a fuck. Can you... (laughs) I know, I know. We've talked about this because you're going to Greece, right? Is no, that where, is that where no. You're... So I have so Galapagos is sold oh, out. Oh, that one would be. A I good have one. three yeah. spots left on New Zealand. I have, which would be phenomenal. I have two discounted spots left on the food tour in Italy. That's the one. And, That's the one we like, wanted. Yeah. To do. So like, so honestly, I think you and hubby should come on that one. Well, because we never did a honeymoon, so we actually thought we were thinking about doing it. We went to Mammoth, but we didn't really like do a yeah, full yeah. honeymoon, you know. We're gonna be doing so. We're going to be going to an olive tree farm and learning how to make olive oil. We're mm. going to be going to wine country and like learning how they make wine and doing a wine tasting. We're gonna go take a cheese making class. We're going yes. to go to a pasta making class in Tuscany, like in the countryside at some like grandma's villa in the middle of the country. And we're also going to go to Rome and see all the stuff. But um, so there are two discounted spots left on that. And then there are three discounted spots left on the Bali trip, um, which is an all accessible. If you have a disability, if you're a wheelchair, if you have to use a walker or cane or fucking crutches, anything like that. Um, And then there are, I think, four spots left on the Morocco trip. And then the three spots left on New Zealand. 
So there's Morocco, Bali, New Zealand, Italy, but um, put that fucking deposit on Italy right now. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. We actually offer 18-month, um, like, like long-term financing through, like, a firm. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to put... You don't have to put like a whole bunch of money down like at once, but um, we do offer like payment plans and stuff through a firm and it's nice because it gives people a little more flexible often, but oh my God, I would have so much fun if you came. Oh girl, we would have a blast. We would have such a blast. Oh yeah. Oh, like we would be eating everything and that makes me happy. And we could oh. take each other's pictures the whole time <laughs> and we wouldn't get annoyed with each other because we'd be like content, bitch, content angle. 20 more. Got to get the right one. Yes. Let's do it with the Listen, preset. I will sit there for an hour and take your picture. I will lay on the ground. That's in a great the friend. That's the best kind of friend. I will get yes. the fucking angle. Yep. Get up no, on the car. Hey, girl, I will do it. <laughs> right? I will do it. The fun, the neat thing is, is like, obviously 2020 has been canceled, but um, I started partnering with a company called Trova Trip. Um, this, like, within, within this past year, we actually started talking in January, but then COVID hit and we had to stall everything. But um, the trips that I'm hosting with them are the ones that I just mentioned. And the neat thing is, is that they're open to everybody, all genders and all professions. Um, and so I have like, um, you know, certain, I usually try to make the first 10 spots of each trip a discount, but the neat thing is, is like, we, we go to places and we're doing the things that like, I know that like our little community needs, which is like relaxation time and you know, just time to like, not have to be responsible. <laughs> if that sounds yes. fun. <laughs> we all need a little of that. Let your hair down. Be like, can I chill. just go here and like, not yeah. use my brain for like a week? That would be fabulous. Oh, yes. Um, so that's the other announcement thing. The, the other one after that would be, um, to subscribe to the podcast. And, um, you know, that's again, um, but I would like to give you a shout out first of all, because I can tell you, um, little Miss Tori, in the two years that I have known you, I have watched you exponentially grow your platform, but also just you have so much perseverance and you are just such a driven woman. And I know that things have always kind of been up and down for each of us. And we know that because we're actually friends in real life, <laughs> um, you know, but you have always pushed through things and you also are just a very self-aware woman. And I really respect that about you. But you have such a strong influence out there. And I hope that like when you look back at what you've accomplished over the last two years, keep in mind, bitch, two years, like crazy two years, like what you've done in two years is those are major moves, you you know, and I'm, and I'm very proud of you. And I just, I, I think you have such a good presence. And I also love how much you talk about mental health and balance and about just real shit. And I also love that, like, I can come on here and say, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you're like, yes, fuck, fuck, fuck. You can say all the fucks you want, girl. (laughs) Yes. And I talk about this all the time. I don't want the daytime TV of podcasts. Like, I want it fun. I want it sassy. I want to make it, you know, I want it all. I want it all here. I want the sass. We need all that shit. Yes, we need it. We need all that shit. Okay, before we head out, pimp yourself out. Where can everybody find you? Give yourself all the platforms, all the things. Um, so on Instagram, it is the Katie Duke because Katie Duke was taken by some random Katie Duke that doesn't oh, even oh use God. it. What? So it's the Katie Duke. I was wondering why you yeah, did that, no, but okay, it's cool. That's why. Cool. There is Good a branding. Katie Duke out there that has like 17 posts and a dead page. And I have messaged oh her God. for since 2011. And I'm like, please. <sighs> Give it up. Please. I just left it. Rude. I just left it alone. Um, so you yeah, can catch right. me on Instagram at the Katie Duke. You can subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms. It's called the Bad Decisions Podcast. Um, you can um, check out um, merch. Where can everybody find your merch? My, my COVID brain fog. I have like so many random like short term memory. The merch is baddecisions.com, baddecisionspodcast.com slash shop. Um, the candles, the t-shirt, everything is themed for like people in our like in our in our realm. Like I have a candle called Status Post Three in a Row. And <laughs> I'm obsessed. I think everyone here can relate to that. And there's another one called Bitches Love Baths, which is like my favorite one. Bitches Love Baths. <laughs> Bitches Do you come love up with baths. all these? This I is did. Amazing. I created every so every single thing on the merch line I created. 
um, all everything from like the designs to the slogans to the titles, the sense. This is where like I wish I was as funny as you. Like I'm not as funny as you. I wish I'm like dang, Katie's just you're hitting it so but good. There, but listen, but we each have our own little thing. So you shouldn't be like, oh, I wish I was funny like Katie. True. There, I can't fucking ride horses. <laughs> there can only be one Katie, let's be honest. Last time I tried to get near a fucking horse, I like damn near <laughs> got like a TBI. Like you have so oh, many God. unique qualities and unique things that like you just got to hone in on those things. But I, I literally sat at home one day and I was just like, what are the things that like I'm like always that like we're always like saying to each other and um you know sometimes it's just easy to like yeah. think of stuff like that but like um so like the the candle that says the the candle that's titled status post three in a row it has a little saying underneath it and it says i can't feel my feet but my apartment smells amazing <laughs> and <laughs> priorities and then, okay that's priorities and then Thank there's you. another candle that smells like fresh baked bread oh, it really does yes yep it really does <laughs> A little butter on the side. There's another candle called Mental Health Day. Oh, that's a good one. And it says very necessary. That actually scent is one of my favorites. Oh. It's citrus, cedar, citrus, cedarwood, and amber. And then there is another candle called Called Out Sick. Judge me. Oh, I love you. <laughs> it's so good. I honestly, like, I'm so excited about the merch line, but also it's terrifying to invest your money and time and creativity into something and be like, oh, no one's buying it. Oh, fuck, I failed. That's an expensive lesson to learn. Oh, yes, I know. It is. It's so scary. I'm right there behind you. It's scary. It's so scary. You get that anxiety where I'm like, oh, my God, what if everybody hates this? Like, what if they do? I don't know. I just I, I nails on a chalkboard. Like, I just don't even know. It's just ball of weird energy. Yep. And then I sweat it's like and launch thinking anxiety. about it. And then what if someone hates me? And I'm just like, you know what? You got to move forward. Close your eyes. My blinders are on. My mental armor is on. And we are charging forward. I'm just, fuck it. Like, whatever. I'm just doing it. Doing it, damn it. Fuck these bitches. That's what the next candle is going to say. The next candle is going to say, fuck those bitches. <laughs> fuck those bitches. <laughs> fuck those bitches. I'm writing that down. <laughs> That's going to be the holiday ideas, 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 ideas. If you put us in a room together, it would be ridiculous. We would come up with so much great shit. It'd be crazy. It'd be Wait, ridiculous. I'm literally writing that down as like the holiday <laughs> edition. Um, holiday oh, candles. Oh I already have the scents lined up. And um, I'm like, all right, so Done. adding this down. There we go. It's happening. Fuck Done. Fuck those bitches. <laughs> Fuck those bitches. <laughs> Happy holidays, hoes. Yeah. yeah. Happy holidays, hoes. That would be a good. Candy cane flavored. Please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. We're going to link everything below so y'all can swipe up to everything. I bet everybody on here is like, I can't even believe if people are still tuned in at this point because me and you just went off on like a whole I'm sorry. I think we're really entertaining. I would be eating this shit up. Thank you very much. I would be eating this up more, 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 please, more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i, I love, love you, you so much katie thank you so much for coming on i love you thank you for having me on here i'm very i'm very humbled i appreciate it you have a lot of dope people on here so thank you for asking all right well if that wasn't a fun two weeks i don't know what it is thank you so much katie for coming on the show i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did recording it with katie per usual you guys you know the drill swipe up we i have linked all of these amazing things below i have linked katie's merch line her website her instagram just all the platforms all the things her podcast bad decisions make sure you head over to check that out you guys and per usual you know please subscribe 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 and I want to hear you guys, if you loved this episode, head over to rate and review the show. I want to hear what you thought. I want to hear your favorite part of the episode, maybe a guest you want to hear from, um, just some feedback from you guys every single time you do that. I absolutely, I love it. I'm just, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And as you guys know, if you leave your Insta handle in the review, I will be sending over some super cute stickers and our selfie badge reel featuring Selena 
our selfie icon. Make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. If you hit the link in the bio, you guys, you can check out our first piece of merch, which dropped. We did a collab with Brave Gowns and we have a pink, white and black mask for you. That's $12 because, you know, this whole pandemic thing seems to be going nowhere anytime soon. So if you're looking for a new mask to rock, head over and you can support the show while you're doing it. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter. I will be dropping some amazing new information, new fun things coming for you guys this month. And if you want to be the first to know, make sure you get on that newsletter. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly value your time, you guys. And as you guys know, I've been preaching this a lot here over on my social media just the importance of mental health. It is obviously Mental Health Awareness Week. So a big shout out to all of you guys and to my selfie community. I love the ability to give you guys some freedom away from those screens. I love the fact that I can just let you put down the phone and learn from someone for an hour um, and just have a minute away from the social media craze. And I just, I really love building this community here with you and I just really genuinely want to say thank you to all of you and I hope all of you are taking care of yourself not only this week but every week and you know just really tuning in to what you need and I love you guys and I'm so thankful to have you here and I cannot wait to see you guys next week have a great week guys